0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome to the Believe in the Broncos podcast. I'm Chris Braden. With me, Bronco legend, Ray Crockett. Ray, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I am...
0: I am good. Uh, I finally got over the, the the Chief weekend, I guess. You know, it's one of those torn between two type things. You know, it was like I, I played for both teams. So when the Broncos started uh, playing bad, I, I could have switched over and became a Chief. <laughs> I didn't do it, though. You know, that, that stopped me. I'm, I'm, I bleed orange and blue. But... It was difficult to watch, man. It was difficult to watch. And, and I'm just going to be frank and to the point. <clears throat> Broncos country, let's just face simple facts. The simple fact is this. We are not good enough to compete with elite teams. Just, just I'm talking on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Can we get lucky like we got against the Cowboys? And, and pull a rabbit out the hat like my dad used to say, you know, a blind squirrel will find a nut every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we can get lucky and all things can fall into our, our, our lap where the Broncos play well. And then the other team doesn't play well. and helps us out. Which is what the Cowboys did. I, I keep reiterating, kind that of like fact.
1: overlooking the Broncos, basically. Yes, the yes,
0: did. yes. And 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 here with the Chiefs, I mean, I was impressed with the defensive side of the ball. To be honest, I I, I didn't think we were aggressive enough early. Mm-hmm. You know, the Chiefs went right down and 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 looked real easy. We were playing zones and and playing change up zones and and patch Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's that's just too easy for him. That's just too easy. You can't, you can't play zones and think that he's not going to find the open guy. And let's be quite frank. Once again, I, I, I like to keep it hot, <laughs> honest, open, and transparent. And, and, and with that being said, the Chiefs helped us out. I mean, everything was falling into our hands to, to yeah. actually get a win. I mean, the Chiefs did not play well offensively. They dropped about six passes, even the, the interception that Pat Sertain had. You know, God bless the young man. Playing, like I told you, very opportunistic right now. Yep. He's putting himself in position to, to, to make plays, and the plays are coming to him. But that was clearly a drop ball. You know, Patrick Mahomes threw it a little high, but Tyreek was was definitely alligator arm in it, and, and, it, and it fell into Pat Sertain's lap, which, hey, like I said, Look, I don't believe in luck. I believe in preparation and opportunity. And he made he made the grab. Congrats to him. I think he's the first rookie since 1970 or 60 or whatever to have four interceptions in his rookie year for the Broncos. Let's give him some kudos. You know, Pat Tane is playing well. And once again, this was a week that as the game was playing out, I was like, man, these guys can be had offensively, the Chiefs are not playing to their best of uh, ability. Everybody knows that. Patrick Mahomes is not playing to the best of his ability. Everybody knows and understands that. And they play right to our hands. They they dropped a couple of passes, and, and they miscued on a couple of plays, and the defense kept us in the game. But offensively, man, whoo.
1: Hey, man, Ray, before just... we go past that Patrick Sertan thing, I think if just being uh, doing these shows with you, this year i've gotten a master class in playing db just you know you've brought out things i never thought of you know obviously we can you know learn from someone like you that's been at that level here's the thing with patrick Sertan that's really kind of really impressed me and this is only because of the knowledge you've given me he is opportunistic but he's putting himself in the right position. He's like on the right shoulder. He's playing the routes, exactly. right? Like it's exactly. really, you know, I, after, after talking to you a few times, I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, Oh, this guy's going to be good. Exactly. Like he's already getting it.
0: And, and that's what I'm telling you. And that's why I say, even though his interceptions have not been, the, the stalwart, all pro-type interceptions. His interceptions have been tip balls, overthrow. He, he had the one interception that was really, really good down the wow. sideline early in the season on the fade ball. Now, that was a big-time, big-time all-star interception. The other interceptions, two, you know, one was an overthrow tip ball when he intercepted. The other one, underthrown. But then this past one was an uh, overthrow tip ball, so to say, and he intercepted it. But like you said, that's why I said I don't believe in luck. I believe in preparation and opportunity. He prepared. The guy ran a slant. He was on the upfield shoulder. You know? So if he catches the slant, he makes the tackle. If the ball comes off, he's in position to make the interception. So he pl- he places himself by playing, as you uh, alluded to earlier, the right shoulder, the right technique, and being in the right position to either make a tackle or make a play. So I- I'm happy for him, and, I- and I'm glad to see – that he's in the starting lineup. I'm disappointed in Fuller, you know, that, that Fuller is not playing like I thought he would play in a Fangio defense since he was in this defense before. I thought he would really, really help us a lot more than he has. Not, not you know, but it just hadn't gone well for him for whatever Do reason. Do you
1: think he's doing better since Fangio put him in the slot?
0: Well, he, he's, he's, he's making more plays, but... I, I don't necessarily say he's doing better, only because he's a starter, man. He, he was an all-pro guy. He's a Pro Bowl guy, you know. He's an all-pro guy who's, who's been diluted to playing nickels. There's right. no way you can say that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I would, I, after I made all-pro, and, and I was Pro Bowl alternate a couple of times, and, and there's no way I would have taken, being <laughs> you know, demoted down to nickels. As a good thing, no, no, I'm I'm all pro guy. I'm a star. That's what I expect to be in this league, and that's what I expected to be across my career. And and I'm sure he feels the same way. So he needs to, you know, he needs to get it together. I mean, he's still a young guy, so right. he's he has time. But I, I'm just, you know, I, I, like I said, just a little disappointed. But but that's not to tell a tell of the, the story here. For me, once again, I said defense. I felt did what they they needed to do as far as not allowing the Chiefs to score touchdowns. And, and then offensively, man, once, look, Williams did man, his he thing. called out. I told you, that kid is ready for prime time. That kid is ready for to be a, a three-down back. He is ready to take all the reps and, and just have somebody sparingly, you know, give him a break here and there. But he's definitely ready, I feel, to be that load. He's ready to be that guy, man, and he's shown it. He showed it this past week as well. He caught balls out of the backfield on third down, made plays in the running game, of course, you know, yards out the contact once again, probably had 80 yards out the contact. I mean, the guy is a load, and he gets it, He and he goes into the game, and he understands. And the one thing that I really, really like about him, that you really have to put this in perspective for a young guy. The hardest thing for young running backs is not to run the ball and catch the ball. That's not the hardest thing. I mean, you've been doing that all your life. The hardest thing is to learn how to pick up the bitch with the blitz packages, the yep. linebackers and things in passing. And he's been doing that very well. He's. I mean, I think I, I saw him maybe miss one block or maybe chip on a block, but for the most part, that is what I look for in young running backs. I look to see. I'm not worried about you doing your naturally God-given gift. That's running the ball and catching the ball. That's what you're supposed to do. But when it comes to helping the offensive lineman out, learning where, where your guy is, what gap you're supposed to pick up, what guy on, on switches and crosses and all these different blitzes that they run, you know, those double-barrel blitzes and stuff, Learning where your guy is and what guy you're supposed to pick up, that's the hard part. And he's been doing that well. So once I saw that, I said, okay, this guy's ready to go. He's ready to do that. Now, we're just not good enough, Bronco country. I mean, I'm just going to be frank with you about us offensively. We're just not good enough in three areas. We're not good enough schematic-wise. Like I said, we we do not have a creative offensive coordinator. And you right. got to have that in this day and age. you got to have – I mean, you, you look at the good coaches across the league, and, and I'm just going to allude to the best of the best right now. It's Bill Belichick. Look what he did the other night, man. <laughs> this, guy, this guy goes in and says, you know what? This week, <laughs> we're going to run the ball. We ain't going to even throw it. And right. they're like, what do you mean? We're only going to throw it 20 times? No, I mean, we're not going to throw it at all we're just going to line up 50 plays and run it down their damn throat. And they're not going to be ready for it. And, and you're talking about getting a game plan, going heavy and, and uh, adding an extra tight end or extra lineman in the ball game, doing all that in one week. You know how difficult that is for an offense to say, look here, we're going to change our whole frame of mind. We're not even going to run nickel. You know, we're not going to run four-wise, five-wise. We're going to run heavy. And just run the ball down the throat. And if we have to throw it, maybe, you know, it's going to be windy. It's going to be a tough game. That's what a creator does. That's what a good guy who understands the game and changes and adjusts to what is given to him. Bad weather? Okay, I changed my whole scheme. You know what we would have done in bad weather? Probably have we went five wide and tried yeah. to throw the ball deep and do all this dumb stuff that we couldn't do. I mean, it just, once again... I just feel, and we don't have to harp on it. We all understand. I'm just going to be frank. I'm not an advocate of getting people fired and losing yeah. jobs because I hate that, you know, I, in my It's position,
1: not personal, though, right? Yeah, I, I've, had,
0: I've had to lose jobs before. I've gotten fired before. Me and, too. And so at the end of the day, it is what it is. Shermer is not the guy. He's not the guy, man. He, he's not the guy for this offense. He's not the guy for these players, and, and 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 quite frankly, he's failing Fangio as well because Fangio is not an offensive guy by nature.
1: He's a deep. No, and guy. Fangio basically kicked, uh, golly, what's his name? I'm gagging the old o- o- OC to the curb to bring Shermer in. Yeah, Ray, I so, want to accentuate your point here because I agree with you 100%. The Denver Broncos went on a 20 play drive, ain't got zero. Fourth down. There's confusion. Teddy Bridgewater supposed to be in the Should have called timeout. Should have called timeout. The only person on the field that knew that we're they were in the wrong play was Devontae Williams. Should have called a timeout. Should have. Can a rookie, again, I DeSanto saw though, Ray? Can a rookie, like. Well, I, I, no, I'm not saying the, the
0: rookie should have called it. I'm saying but he was freaking the only Sherman should have called it. Shermer yes. should have called him. Yes. That's who he couldn't have been the only one that knew. Shermer sent the play in. So if I'm the offensive coordinator and it's fourth down in a pivotal play like that, I mean, hell, we have called timeouts to challenge dumbass plays that we know we're not <laughs> going to win. Every week. That Every we know week. we're not going to win. So in that position, it's it's too important. You've been at it, on a 20 play, freaking 10 minute drop. Yep. I mean, great drive. Don't get me wrong. That was the best drive of the night. Mm-hmm. And for us to come out with zero points is embarrassing and it's embarrassing for a coach and staff. And especially on the last play, fourth down, when you know that is not the formation you sent in, right. whether the quarterback was deemed or whatever the case may be, it's too important. Call a timeout it just did not look right like when they came out of the huddle i'm looking at fun. i'm looking at Devontae williams and i'm like he's clueless he don't know what he's doing i, I right. know cuz he looked he looked surprised Well, like, that
1: looked confused actually yes, but was
0: he looked confused but he knew it was wrong he looked confused he's like something ain't right here
1: and and, and here's I, the here's what the coaching staff said this is what vic fangio said when he addressed the media he said and this is true, he said. Teddy goes up under center a lot of times, and then br- comes back into the gun. But he was up under center, you know. Re- you know, he was doing his thing. They should right. call timeout. You're right, 100%. exactly. Somebody, 100%, please,
0: somebody, call a timeout. That once again, that is an important moment. If if Fangio, and I, I don't put that one on Fangio. To be honest, Me neither because no. quite frankly. You might not have even known what it, play they were it, throwing that's in. That's what I was about to say. People have to understand, when you're a defensive-minded uh, head coach, a lot of times you really rely on your offensive coordinator. You really say, hey, I am delegating this. I'm bringing you in because this is your show. I'm a defensive-minded coach. I, I don't draw up plays. I don't, you know, I'm, that's not my mindset. So he may not have even known what play it was a lot of this stuff Fangio has to speak about afterwards mm-hmm. after he finds out what the hell went on. So that's right. why a lot of times Fangio looks kind clueless.
1: Well, when and he says that all the time. Team. I have to look at the film after the game. He's like,
0: yeah, oh. yeah, because he, he he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't know beforehand. So right. Shermer is a guy who should have called a timeout at that point in time It's too important too, too big of a pivotal moment. We needed a touchdown in that instance. And if we get that touchdown, I think it's a different ball game right there. But for us to go on a 20 play drive and that long and not score any points, it gave the chiefs all the momentum and the chiefs like, okay, we got it. That was their best drive of the night and they didn't get any points. So what does
1: that do to a defense Ray? Like when you see that happen, because you're rested up and you're like, holy cow, I'm ready to get back out there. And then really nothing's changed.
0: Yeah, because you're thinking, hey, we're about to score. We got to score this touchdown. We're rested. We've adjusted. We're ready to go. They're not ready. Let's go get it. And then all of a sudden, you get no points. You go out of his defense saying, "Man, that was a total waste of time." <laughs> I was. I mean, you do. You go out there. You deflated. I'm gonna be honest. You, you're totally deflated because you're like, you know, as much as as, as the offense knows, those pivotal moments and that you need touchdowns and you need to score against the Chiefs or you don't have a chance. So at that point, the defense, you know, and then after that, I really felt after that, we just started pressing. We just started pressing offensively. And all of a sudden the the, the ugly comes out in Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, those interceptions, man, he, he, he I, I was just, it just wasn't a good night for him. I mean, the one ball was tipped, you know, and, and I know Broncos country are going to say, you know, he didn't make the tackle on, on sorts and going in for the touchdown. Oh,
1: dude, but he, he gave it a go, though. But he, he
0: did try. Go. He yeah. did try. I mean, he ran. I mean, let's let's just be real. We didn't say that he was going to turn into a tackling safety. We said, yeah. give us an effort. Give us
1: a try. And he did. And, and yeah. you know, hey, it is what it is. But I'm it, proud it, it, of it, him, it. to be honest with yeah. you, man. Because yeah, I'm not going to I like Teddy Bridgewater as a dude. I think he's a great guy. And he gave yeah, and you and a I told you an that. effort.
0: And I told you that. I said from, from this point on, he will always give an effort. I didn't say he was going to get the guy down. I said he will always give an effort. So he gave an effort. But, you know, the, that play, you know, I, I kind of count that play on a tip ball. And it was just a bad situation. You know, it was bad luck on Teddy's part. But the other pick, man, he threw right to the linebacker. Mm. I, I, I – it was definitely a bad throw. I want Broncos country to know that 1,000%. I'm not one of those guys who, who, who tries to cover up for another No, no, I have no dog in the, in the fight, but so to speak. When it comes to that, I want to see good performances on the football field. That's all I'm concerned with. But part of that is on Schirmer because I'm like, he has nowhere else to go with the ball. You run everybody all deep, and then you have one guy running across the route. If I'm a linebacker and we run on a robber coverage and I see everybody runs off deep, who am I going to clue on? The one guy running the crossing route. Yep. So Teddy's throwing to that one guy and that linebacker goes and picks it off. Well, hell, you know why he picked it off? Because there was no bait or anything in front of him. You're supposed to run levels. You're supposed to run like a running back in front of the linebacker or another receiver crossing his face to occupy him. Then you go back to the other crosser. You got one guy. So
1: Ray, that let is me scheme. ask you about that because I heard uh colleague who said it, it was uh it was a former Bronco was talking about it. We know that the, the, the run game was going great on right. Sunday. Javante Williams, not only was the, the leading rusher, he was the leading receiver, six uh, catches for 76 yards. Someone said this, and I never re- really even thought about it. He said the fact That you don't have a pass play out of those same formations as your run plays that are really successful. He goes, that's the ultimate sin. He goes, you have nothing. Exactly.
0: Like,
1: what does that do to a defense when they're running those pass plays out of those run plays? I mean, um, we
0: we are so predictable. We are so predictable. I mean. You know when the pass is coming, you know when the run is coming. You know when the pass is coming because the sets dictate. And, and yeah. that's what it does. When you don't have a run-pass option off of the same set, it becomes predictable. You may look good at the first half to the second half. You figure it out. You figure it out. And then here's the next thing. I, I, I said that it was three levels. Let me get back to it. One, offensive coordinator-wise, creativity-wise, yeah. scheme-wise, we're not good enough. That's one. Two, from the quarterback position, we're not good enough. We don't have that dude. We have a guy, but we don't have that dude. We, against the elitists I'm talking about, against elite teams, we need to have that dude. You need that dude in order to beat those teams. You know, you, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Tom Brady, even Mac Jones plays that way. Mahomes plays that way. Herbert plays that way. Carr plays that way. They got dudes, man. They got that dude. We don't have that dude. We have a guy. So that's two. That's the area where we're not good enough. And then three. I'm just gonna be honest. I, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. Like I told you, I, I keep it hot, honest, open, and transparent. I know we just paid Sutton 15 million. I know we just paid Tim Patrick 10 million. They don't put me any fear in my heart as a corner. I'm not scared. I'm not. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm just gonna be real. And and and, and part of it is. Is who they are, the type of receiver they are, the big body guy. And then the other part of it is the routes that they're running. They're too easy. You run them on fade routes and a slant, fade and a slant, fade and a slant. No overs, no combinations, no, no, no bunch routes. I mean, nothing like that to get guys open. They're not the receivers like the DeAndre Hopkins. They're not that guy. They're not Devontae Adams. They're not that guy. They're not, you know, they're not those type of receivers that you sit out there, uh Antonio Brown. They're not uh uh the guys here in Dallas, they're not the guys that you sit out there and say, be the guy, beat him, you know?
1: Can they Judy don't... be that guy, right? Judy Judy
0: is capable of being that guy. That was I was about to say that that the only guy on our team right now that I really feel. You can put in one-on-one situations against bump and run and and say, beat that guy, is Judy. Tim Patrick and Sutton, you can get hands on those guys. They're great 50-50 balls now, but as you saw, when Sutton had the chance to go one-on-one, that corner was not feared at all. He ran a fade. The corner jammed him up, and he didn't even get down the field hard. He didn't even get down the field for the fade route. I mean, they don't put fear in your heart and, and, and make me as a corner say, I don't want to be in one-on-one one against these guys. You know, that's not the guy. Now, he got open on a slant. He faked the fade and came inside on a slant. Yeah, good route. Or the one that he got the first down. The other one, he became short. You know, ran the route too short and didn't get the first down. But they just they just are not one-on-one guys that put fear in your heart. They're good 50-50 ball guys if they can get down the field. But you can jam those guys. You really can. You can get hands on those guys. And it was proven. The Chiefs corners are not that good. No. But they got hands on those guys. (laughs) They covered those guys. And part of it, once again, is because of Shermer and the routes he's making these guys run. You got to be more creative with those big guys, man. When you got big guys like that, you can't put them on the line of scrimmage so you can get jammed up, get them off the ball, get them in motion, get them motioning so the guy can't get up and jam them so they can get a free release and then use their bodies. That's the type of stuff you do with guys like that. We're not doing it. So those are the three areas that we're not good enough.
1: Ray, let me ask you this because Mike Williams with the Chargers, he's kind of built out of the same cloth as uh, Sutton and um, Patrick. But and he had a couple of years where he was ru- it was rough for him. Are yeah. they doing something different with him right now? They're moving
0: him. They're moving him. They're putting him in different formations. They're putting him okay. in different formations. He's a guy off the ball a lot, and, and when he does, when he does get on the ball, the routes that he runs they're they're combination routes where they they actually match protect sometimes and gives him time to get open. Right? We don't do that, you know. Sutton has to get open quicker. Cause we're yeah. not match protecting and we're not protecting tech. So the ball as last as it was last week, the ball run is already out and suddenly it's not even down the field yet. Cause it takes him too long to get open against a good DB who he can get up and bump and run. So those are the three areas that that uh, you know that I said we're not good enough. We're not good enough from the OC standpoint with, with our schemes and our creativity quarterback is is a decent quarterback he's a you know middle of the road quarterback but he's not a dude he's not that dude and then our receivers they're not one-on-one guys they're not those you got you have to have a good oc that can get those guys open with creativity and with schemes and with movement and different stuff like that And, and until we get that our offense is going to look how it looks. It it looks stale sometimes. It looks boring most of the mm-hmm. time, and, and it looks and it makes you just say, kind of like Bill Belichick, "Hey man, just run the damn ball fifty times. Don't even throw it. Just run it fifty times. And let's take our chances." You know, it, w- it
1: probably would have looked better on Sunday. If
0: I, I mean, that's kind of where it comes down to, man. And then and then let me get to the the last area uh, about this game that I was just special teams man I just don't get it I don't I don't I don't get how uh, once again I'm not a big advocate and fire this guy fire that guy but uh, our special teams have not been special at all it's just been teams which is not good whenever you want to you know dilute the, the the special off of the team and just call it teams it's it's it's, it's, it's not good so I don't know how he's keeping a job right now and and, and you got to put the blame on him because at the end of the day, it seems like every week, every week we have a blunder. Every week, there's something bad goes on. And in this case, you got to have a sense of uh, of understanding of where you are as a blocker. I did that. You know, I was a a, a, a jammer, as they call it, on a punt return where I have to block the gunner. Who who that guy was the gunner. And and as a jammer, when you are blocking the gunner, you have to understand that. There is a time and place where I stop blocking. Right. And once I run across, like, say, for instance, he came from the right side all the way to the other side of the hash. Once I pass the middle of the field and that gunner is still running, I know the ball is somewhere close. So you stop blocking. You got to stop right. blocking because you don't want to run into your own damn guy. So. Right. But that's on the coach as well. Me, if I'm the special team coach, I'm telling my jammers, hey, if you're a gunner, first of all, we want to keep him off of that side. We want to make sure that he's outside. You don't want to let him run you all the way across the field as a jammer. But if he does, once you get to the middle of the field, you got to come off. You got to come off and let the punt returner decide if he can beat him or fair catch but you can't continue to bot into the return. That is, as a coach, I've played on all those special teams. So, as a coach, you have to tell your players that, just in case your players don't know. I mean, you just—that's just—that's you know—that's just, that's, you know, that's, that's the business.
1: <laughs> well, and you—you you said it. I mean, Tom McMahon's been here since Vic Fangio came here, and it's funny because in all these years, um, I've only really like this year, especially the only. Person I can think of that's been held accountable for anything is Fuller. Like that, like that's
0: that's what it it seems like. That's what it seems like.
1: Like he, he's not the only one making mistakes.
0: No, that's what it seems like, though. And 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 once again, man. I don't know. I, I I was wondering if he had pictures of Fangio or something. That's what I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
1: everyone's got skeletons, right? Hey, I'm everyone's just saying.
0: I'm skeletons. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: well, just let's saying. put that one to bed. It was a it was a horrible week for the Broncos. They're. They went from kind of in the mix, you know, mathematically, they're not eliminated. But really, if you look at the AFC West, they're in the cellar right now. Them and the Raiders are at six and six. Chargers got a good win. Chiefs, man, you know what? It's funny. We 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 were trying to throw dirt on them and they weren't ready for that. And they've gone on this win streak and they're looking good. This is an interesting point in the schedule for you because obviously you're a Bronco legend. But they played the Chiefs, your former team, and now they're playing the yeah. team that brought you into the NFL. The Lions are coming to town. They finally exactly. get a victory, and they beat the Vikings. That was so weird, Jared Ray. I don't know if you know this. Jared Goff got a of, or NFC Offensive Player of the Week this week. Jared Goff, really?
0: really? Yeah. And, and, so and you know what, man? <laughs> that was such an ugly game. I mean.
1: But it was kind of fun to watch. I was watching. It was, on you know what though? Was like, it was. This is it interesting. Was,
0: yes, it was definitely fun to watch, and and it gave you everything that the NFL is supposed to be about. I mean, mm-hmm. let's just be real. I mean, those kid-like moments, those exuberant, you know, happy moments, and 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 exciting moments. You know, it, it almost it looked like they won the Super Bowl. And they just got one win. If you were to just, if you were to take the volume out and take the knowledge out and just watch the lions after that game. You think they just qualified to go to the playoffs
1: or something. That's a play. But you know, yeah. Ray, and you, like the NFL is all alphas. You guys all work. Everybody works real hard. Obviously there's, Levels of talent and all that kind of thing, but everybody works hard. These are all all men that went out there and they've worked at this for a long time. The fact that you can't win a football game, I can't imagine what kind of torment that's going through those guys, especially like Dan Campbell. Come on now, yeah, a guy
0: that played the game, a guy that played the game, and now is coaching the game, and and finally got a shot to be a head coach. And and you're over, you know, over the year. It's tough, man. And, and Aaron Glenn, who's a guy I know personally, grew up with here in Dallas, hung out, you know, he and I worked out together the whole time we were in the league together. And he's a defensive coordinator over there. Anthony Lynn, the guy I played with, guy, you know, that's on that staff. I mean, I know how those guys feel, man. I know how they feel. I'm fortunate enough. I've never been on a team that that it took that long, you know, 11 <laughs> games to get a 12 games to get a win. I've never been in that situation, which uh, God bless. I, I'm happy about that. Well,
1: you explained what your lions were all about when you were there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looked different, man. We 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 actually look we actually won on Thanksgiving. We actually won the division. We actually were one game away from the Super Bowl. So we had some great great moments. And and looking at that Lions team celebrate the way they celebrated was the way we celebrated after beating the Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs. And that's why I was laughing. I was like, man, I remember that moment, but it was on a whole different situation. I'd never been in that position. But, man, one thing about this team, though, and, and, and for the Broncos, I hate to say it, man. They better be careful. They better be careful because they would get their ass beat by this team. I've watched this team probably three or four times on film. This is a tough team as far as they will play. They play hard. One thing mm-hmm. I would give Dan Campbell is this. They are not out there under committing themselves. They right. play hard every game, and they're in every game. I mean, they're, they're close to winning every game. If you go back and play here, play there, or drop here, or a missed touchdown.
1: Or, They've uh, had uh, tons of up. tight games. You're right. Man, they play
0: hard. I, I mean i every time i turn that film on i turn the film off seeing another guy that i say Shh, i like to have him on my team you know
1: I, that's what And I their see. mistakes are like aggressive mistakes
0: yeah and and, and, and that's because like i said they, they got an aggressive coach now danny's made some mistakes as a coach you know as a rookie head coach which we we expect so there's been a couple of you know a, a couple of debacles by himself but and and Offensively, he's ch- he's taking the, the role from Anthony Lynn from play calling, you know, things of that nature. So they've had they have had some in inside, you know, ter- turmoil so to speak. Uh, some look uh, as we say. But the one thing I like about Dan Campbell, he's making he's making changes as it goes. You know, he's not Fangio. Hey, we're just going to stick to the script. No, he's making changes. He's making
1: changes. He called out his quarterback a few times too. Yeah. Yeah. He's making changes
0: and and he's letting them know that, Hey, we're trying to get this thing done. We're trying to get, you know, uh, uh, build a a different, you know, scenario here and and build something good inside. And and I, and I like that about him. And it's going to be a tough battle, man, that they're, they do some things good. You know, they're not a good team. Don't let us, let's not be, you know, (laughs) Well, and
1: that's the funny thing is like, if you look at the two rosters, the Denver Broncos roster is good. I mean, the talent level we're going to see on Sunday, the Denver Broncos just on talent should be able to win that this game, but that's not how it works.
0: And that's exactly what I was going to say is that if you take the Detroit Lions roster and stack it against our roster, we have better talent at almost every position. And that's why you have to command the Lions for where they are and what they've done. Because talent-wise, other than the quarterback, I, I think golf might be a little better than Bridgewater. I'll yeah. be honest and say, I think golf talent-wise is a little better than Bridgewater. But other than that, I think we, we, have, it, we have the advantage. We have the advantage and position-wise from you know secondary, receivers, the whole nine. We should win this game. But because the Lions are going to come out and play physical and play so freaking hard, I don't know if we're ready for that challenge. I don't know if we're ready to to look a guy in the eye, in the trenches, and say, I'm going in a back alley, and either you're going to come out or I'm going to come out, because that's how the Lions play. The Lions play every game like we're going into a back alley, and one of us is going to die. And that's how they play. They play that and hard. And we're
1: willing I'm, to do it that way.
0: Yeah, and they play that hard. So so with that being said, man, I think we have to stick to, you know, we gotta stick to our game plan. We should be able to run the ball on this team. So it's gonna be tougher because like I said, they're 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 really, really gritty.
1: Maybe we'll see Pro plays out of run sets this week.
0: We'll see, man. We'll we'll see if Shermer, if Sherman can get, you know, if he can get us some type of game. But really what I'm, I'm hoping to see is, I hope to see him. You have to have to have to do something with these receivers. We cannot have games where the receivers only catch one ball. I mean, Thank if you're going to throw the ball, I mean, you just paid ninety million dollars for receivers to have three catches one week combined and two catches next week combined, or whatever it was. I mean, that's you have to scheme better. You have to scheme better. You have to put these guys in motion and and, and come into bunch sets and motion out a bunch sets. Come over to twins, motion the trips. You got to get these guys moving, and you got to get the defense to moving. You can't just sit our receiver outside and say go beat that guy. They're not good enough. They're Do you not think really good that enough.
1: This is the week. Let let let's say it doesn't go the Broncos' way this week. That Do you think that this could be the week where Vic Fangio decides to hold somebody accountable? Like you can't lose to the lions.
0: You and if you cannot. lose to the lions, if you lose to the lions, this is the week you start to, to, to see who else is on the roster. I mean, I, I'll be the first to say after this week, if, if you don't win this game locks should play locks should play or Rippian should play just to yeah, be I'm honest down
1: with ripping. You yeah. Know. Because
0: you, yeah. Because you already know that. Bridgewater is not going to be here next year, right? He's not going to be your answer. He's not going to be the quarterback for the Broncos next year. So you already know that. So if you lose another game, you're pretty. And in my opinion, if you lose the Lions, you're totally out of the playoff hunt. Stop kidding yourself. Right. Start to see what you got on the roster. You know, start to see what you have so that we can set things up for the GM to start looking at what he needs to get in, you know, what what needs to happen in the offseason in the draft. So with that being said, man, I I mean this is a game, like I said, we should win. We're playing at home, mm-hmm. which helps a lot, you know, because the Lions is a better team, I feel, from from their receiving core and, and from their offense, they're a better team on the turf than on the grass. So with that being said, we should just go out and, and because of talent, you know, because of superior talent, we should go out and we should win this game.
1: Ray, let me ask you this because this is, there's been a projected, not only is supposed to, uh, the Lions coming into town, people are kind of, some of the fans are, you know, disenchanted with Shermer and Fangio and even Bridgewater to an extent. There's a projection between like 10 and 15,000 empty seats. And I, I, this
0: I was going to say that as well. I was going to say the the hard part is going to be that we're playing at home, but it may not feel like a home game. <laughs> right. Because
1: what's you're, that do to a player when you're, you're saying that
0: it, 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 it is the worst feeling in the world, especially when, when, when you're supposed to be getting home field advantage and, and, Man, I I just used to love to to walk in that stadium and see our fans screaming and the place packed and rocking. And when you look up there and you see twenty thousand empty seats, it it's it's
1: it, it it puts a damper in your in your. Spirit. So the fact that they're painted orange doesn't fool you at all. <laughs> no,
0: no, it puts a, it, it puts a damper in your spirit, man, because yeah. you know you know that hey our fan base is starting to jump off the bandwagon and and that, and that hurts and that hurts. So I, I'm a, I'm going to tell Broncos country, man,
1: go support go, the fellas. Go support them.
0: Go support them. Don't, don't, don't jump off the bandwagon. Go support them. And, 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 and there are going to be some cheaper tickets. If you've got to wait till Saturday to buy the ticket by Saturday, you'll probably get the ticket half price. So go Plus, ahead. And like support there's them a lot of fancy
1: tickets to the game. Maybe this is the game you go to. Yeah, this to. is
0: this is your time. This is your time. And, and, and like get I said, tickets. Yeah. And I, and with us defensively, man, I, I think we can confuse golf. We can put him in, you know, we can get him in some in some situations to turn the ball over. You know, he we he's known to turn the ball over. So I don't think his receiving core, our secondary should should be able to handle the receiving core. So I'm definitely going to put our defense to a, a plus 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 to, to put us in situations to win this game. Offensively, we just need to we need to figure out. Now, here's a problem that I've been having. Where's Noah Faint? You know, I'm gonna you know Noah Faint needs to be in the game plan somewhere. You you have,
1: you have a tight end. I can't hear you, Chris. I can't hear you.
0: Hold up, Chris. I can't I can't hear you talking, but I can't hear you. Can you hear me? No, nope, I can't hear you. I don't know if it's me or you. I still can't hear you. Can you hear that? Yeah, I got you now. Okay, Damn. let me ch- It cut off again. You cut off again. Still, I still can't hear you. We'll end it with this.
1: Okay, I got you now. That's weird. So yeah, there you go. There you but, go. But, like, what I was talking about was, like, they're using Albert O more. Like, Noah Fant, and I, I, I'm i just going to say this. I have never seen Noah Fant get any yards after catch. Like, he doesn't really even fall forward, and I don't know who to blame that on. If Is it Noah Fant, or is it the, you know, the play where he's getting the ball and he doesn't have that opportunity? It's just, like. Man, you know, you, you got this guy to get your first downs and we haven't
0: seen it at all. You, know, you gotta think North Fan had 97 yards receiving and, and a loss to the Raiders way back in week six. You know, so somehow he he was able to get open and 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 get into the game plan, but you have to use a tight end. He he has to to be in the game plan some point at some time to 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 do well. So I I'm 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 looking for him to, to scheme-wise, somehow Sherman needs to get him involved so that we can get some of the pressure off of these wide receivers and they can get more one-on-ones instead of the linebacker keying. And that was another reason why that linebacker was able to go get that interception from Teddy because he's not worried about anybody threatening the middle of the field from a tight end perspective. So he goes all the way out to the hash and gets the interception for, you know, on a receiver. So that is another thing, even if you just use him scheme-wise to pull some of the pressure off of the receivers and just to show, hey, the guy will run around and the guy will occupy some space and some some area. And then here's the second thing. No fan on offense is is what I'm looking. I'm hoping for a sighting. And then where in the hell is Bradley Chubb? I mean, is (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, if there's not a Bradley Chubb sighting here, you know, really, really soon, I I mean – Something's got to happen, man. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but he, he definitely, be, I mean, I know he's been injured and I, I know he's coming back from an injury and, and but still, I, there has to be some type of production if you're going to play him or if you feel that he's not healthy enough to be a a, a, a bona fide player, then don't play him. Don't play right. him. Let, let him be a scratch. Let him be a scratch and let somebody else who's going to wreak some havoc out there and play, you know, and, and let him get fully healthy if that's the case. You know, I don't know what, what it is. I'm not in the training room, but if he's not healthy enough to go out and, and, and give you a hundred percent Bradley Chubb or astronaut or whatever the hell you want to call him, if, if he's not healthy enough to, to be that guy, then let somebody else play who's healthy and hungry. And, and, and so those are two signs I'm looking for this game. But Broncos country, I feel this is a game we should win. I feel this is a game right. we just have better talent and we're just superior talent-wise, offensively and defensively. And we're playing at home. So show up, Broncos country. Show up and 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 root the team on. And, and let's get us over this 500, 6-6 six six mark.
1: You're right. This is no time to jump off the bandwagon if you're a Bronco fan. The uh, Chiefs this week have a chance to kind of – Put some dirt on the Raiders. They, uh, the Raiders traveled to Kansas City, and, and the Raiders have been looking a little bit rough. So who, do, who do you think Chiefs are going to just take care of business with that Raider team?
0: Yeah, I think the Chiefs defensive, defensively is starting to play really, really well. And, and sooner or later, I mean, like I said, if it wasn't for a couple of overthrows and a couple of drop passes, that, that, that offense would have been clicking against us, and I think we're pretty good defense. And the Raiders, I don't I don't feel, is a a, a better defense than we have. So right. I think the Chiefs will take care of business. I think the offense has started to understand, you know, what they need to do. And, and I think, quite frankly, Mahomes is starting to, to play better. And so I think they'll take care of business.
1: Giants are heading to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Chargers, one game back, fully into it uh, at 7-5. and five. They're in there for – the wild card, a team that's gone, you know, it's kind of been Jekyll and Hyde this year, but looks like the Chargers should get a win this weekend against the giants.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the Giants quarterback is hurt. You know, the the starter is hurt. Yeah. Jones. Yeah. And and this is the time of the year, quite frankly, when teams start to realize, Hey, we suck. (laughs) You know know
1: what I'm saying? And they're playing for the film for next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is that time that you start to get the individuality on teams right. that are bad, that that they stop playing together. They start playing. Uh, <laughs> I call it CMA ball. Cover my ass. They
1: yeah, for sure. Cover
0: my ass ball because they start saying, hey, this is my contract. Or, you know, I'm trying to get a new deal. Or, I'm trying to show another team. So they start playing CMA ball, and, right. and which is I'm very familiar because when I went to the Chiefs from the Broncos, I didn't know that that's what the Chiefs were about when I got there. I'm trying to play team ball and trying to help each other and telling the safety, hey, guy, you know, I got this guy. You can go cheat over there or, or, or play over the top of be this player. I'm going to jump this play." And I found out they don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm like, I found that this is cover my ass. I said, okay, I can, I can play that kind of ball. So you start to play cover my ass ball and you don't win many games that way. And I think the Giants are starting to fall prey to that. They're going to start to play cover-my-ass ball these next, you know, six weeks, and it's, it's time. So I think I think the Chargers are just a better team, and they're playing for so much more. So I think the Chargers get that game.
1: Good stuff, Ray. Thanks. We both got the Broncos this week. Next week's going to be interesting. we got Joe Burrow uh, coming to town with Chase. It's going to be actually – that's a game I want to go watch in person. So,
0: yeah, you know what, actually, I may, I, I was about to tell you that uh, next week, I think I'm coming to Denver for that game. So let's, let's hook up Broncos. Yes. We'll get to see you guys. And uh, let, let's, let's hope we get this win and it'll be interesting to, to come out and see a Cincinnati Bengals game. That
1: really means something <laughs> for sure. Especially for Cincinnati. Right. So anyway, great stuff, Ray. Thank you. We'll talk to you next bud all right brother hey hey congratulations
0: to your daughter on the wedding and whatnot and and thank uh, you as a proud papa i can see it in your your eyes i can hear it in your voice hey i'm happy for you man congratulations god bless you guys
1: y'all i appreciate that ray this is actually her right here oh okay yeah balling out uh offensive player of the week as a defender in college that doesn't happen every day so there you
0: go hey proud papa moment (laughs) all right brother